What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. And I'm Jeremy Deschner. That's right. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about one, two, three, four dudes booze. Japan in the news. Good job, Tom. <laughs> Tom, what episode is this, buddy? <laughs> What episode? Uh, is uh, this yeah, one? this is episode uh, five five seven. Five five eight. Oh shit! I'm sorry. Five five, I'm eight, up. five, five eight. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I screwed up, man. We already did five five. We've done, we've done tw- two this day. This is our second one. So yeah, it is five five eight. We did five five seven like a couple hours ago. That's Oopsie. true. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I hope you're sober than uh, you were earlier today. And uh, speaking of getting fit. Yeah, well, you're not slurring. Not yet. And, um, Faders, this is a very special episode because this episode, we have the one, the only, Mr. James. The man, James. This guy is like MacGyver when it comes to Star Wars, all right? When, when I say MacGyver, this guy can take, like, a pencil, a tampon, a Coke bottle, and make probably one of the best Star Wars costumes you've ever seen in your whole entire life. James, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. All right, so hey, James, um, just like Johnny was talking about, let's talk about costuming, man. You're the man when it comes to costuming. And I think that you you told us earlier, oh, we had a little discussion earlier, you said you had the most uh, approved costumes in Japan. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm basically on, yeah, I think I'm already there or on the way there. Or well, I might have the most costumes in Japan, period, for Star Wars. Well. All right, let's talk about that. Tell me about costuming. What's it all about, man? What got you into it? Uh, so I started when I was back in Australia. So I saw the 501st, which they wear Stormtrooper costumes and Darth Vader. And I asked them, oh, how do I get into this? And they kind of helped me along the way. I ordered my first uh, Stormtrooper kit, put it together. And then basically a week later, I sold it. So, And then when I moved to Japan, that's when I basically started making my costumes more frequently. I made Anakin and I made Kylo Ren and then that's when I joined the 501st back in 2016. And then after that I've just been making more and more and more. Outstanding. Um, you mentioned the 501st so for us guys out there who don't know about costuming you know uh, tell us a little bit what the 501st does and what's what's the benefit. Why did you join them? Uh, so the 501st is a costuming Star Wars group that mainly does charity work in Star Wars costumes. What kind of charity work? What do you do? Uh, so they go to uh, children's hospitals. They go to basically uh, uh, community events and just uh, 
other small events like uh, say parties or uh, movie events or stuff like that. Have you done, you said you've done a lot of those, right? Yeah, I've done uh, over 50, I guess. Wow. And how long have you been in Japan? Uh, eight years. Yeah, so that's quite a few events over the last eight years. Well, I only started the events for uh, about four or five years ago, so yeah. Okay, so tell us, um, in the 501st, how do they rate costumes? How, and can anybody just come in there and put like a trash bin bag on their back and a, and a Darth Vader plastic mask on and be in the 501st? Or is there, is there levels? Is there rules? What's going on with those guys? Uh, so like the costume group has like a costume guide. They call it the CRL. So if you want to join, you mostly have to follow that guide. And if your costume doesn't fall under the requirements, then you won't be able to get in. Who does all the judging? So uh, the Fiverr First has a, a person called the GML. So they're basically the costume judge. And you'll submit their, your costume to them and then they'll judge your costume. And then they'll get back to you and saying what you need to fix and what you need to change. So all of their costumes are perfect and ready for on camera. There's no, there's no like wonky ones. Uh, depends what you mean by wonky. Like uh, some some costumes, uh, like especially on camera, they had like duct tape putting it together and stuff like that. But uh, the Five of First kind of tries to generalize like what the requirements are. So they want a more perfect looking costume. Okay, so let's go with the common one. Like everyone knows about the Stormtrooper. What is that made out of? Is that just out of cardboard or is that out of like something else? What, what are you making? Uh, so it's made from like vacuum formed ABS. What's that? So they basically make a clay sculpt and then they'll heat the ABS sheet and then they'll have like a vacuum table and then they uh, basically heat up the, the sheet before it goes over the, uh, the clay form. And then when it gets over it, then it sucks it up and then it makes a shape. And so then the after clay, that, you cut it out. So the clay form is like a negative, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the, you make a sculpt of what the armor piece you want or the helmet piece. Okay. And they put it over there and then yeah. they suck it. <laughs> yeah, okay. But awesome. majority of costumes that are made now, like say like the Death Trooper, the Sand Trooper, most of them are like 3D printed, so. So what's the difference in like in the quality when you're talking about AVS or the plastic and 3D printing? Uh, now, uh, the technology is so good there's no real difference, but just with the costumes, they tried to do it how the film actually made it. So say like the original uh, Stormtroopers, they'll just be made from ABS. They won't be 3D printed. Were there, any, look. were there any flaws in the original, like ones that we see on, on the screen that we probably don't know about, but a, a customer would know about? Yeah, there's like uh, thumbprints in the armor from like when they're heating it up and making the clay sculpt and stuff like that. So there's small mistakes or like I said before, when they made them, put them together, they just used the duct tape and stuff. Would those be actually more expensive because they're originals? Like if you can get your hands uh, on like one of like the original Star Wars costumes from like the first or movie number four, episode four, wouldn't that be worth like a lot of money because it has defects and like maybe thumbprints and stuff on it? It depends what you're talking about. If you're talking about the cast, like recast of armor, like from, from the original mold, 
like that's possible, but they don't go for much money because they're just recasts. But if you're talking about the original stuff, yeah, that goes into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh wow! It's it's, it's from the movie. It's like used in the movie. But it's got scum tape on it and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like on film, like nothing's ever perfect. They kind of try to cheat around corners and stuff to get things done. Yeah. So I had a question. I just wanted to know, like, uh, how long's your group? Uh, this five hundred first group. How long you guys have been around? Because I think that uh, this would have been like more than ten years ago. But I was walking down like Harajuku, and it was one of the first times I went to Harajuku. I swear to God, I saw like this just fucking just bomb costume. Like, look. Original trilogy looked exactly like he just like literally just stepped off the set. I mean, pitch fucking perfect. Not not a fucking speck of dust, not a scratch on it. And this dude just like walked out the street and did a silly little dance and people videotaped him and then he ran off. And I was like, what the fuck, man? That was pretty wild. Girls and had a juku. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, so like um, the Fire Thrust has been around since 1997. So it's been yeah. quite a while. But it kind of like started like in the States, I think, or the UK. And then it kind of like spread across the world from there. Okay. But like the guy you're talking about, like he's not part of the group. Like he's just a oh, really? solo. Yeah. He's a rogue. Okay. He's a rogue. He's a rogue, rogue. rogue stormtrooper. <laughs> so can okay. can those guys just um can you just buy a costume and show up wherever you want with a gun and scare people? Or how is there rules? What's what's going on? Yeah, if you wanted to get arrested, you could. But like, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, usually, like uh, for like big events or certain areas or locations, we need to get permission. Same as like, say, if, like your film studio asking to go out to film somewhere, you need to get their permission to do that. But so like, if you're just walking around an area, then if you're not doing anything, then it's still okay. But you'll get funny looks and stuff. Do you ever get hired yeah. for music videos and stuff? Like, does anybody contact the five hundred first and they say like, yo? Uh, we're a hip hop band or a rock and roll band. Do we want to hire you guys for a music video or maybe some kind of like a nightclub event? Or do you guys strictly stick to um, like children's hospitals and stuff like that? Uh, back in the past, they did that a lot. But recently, I think Disney has been raining back on those things. So like we used to do like weddings and stuff like that. But Disney oh. said, oh, can you please stop doing weddings now? So we can't really do that anymore. Star Wars wedding? I would get yeah, remarried for that. <laughs> yeah, man. Star Wars wedding. So That's dope. I think I did only one Star Wars wedding. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Wait, is it your own? No, no, no. It wasn't my own. <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask if you officiated the wedding as, like, you know, fucking Kylo Ren or some shit like that. Uh, at one, I was dressed as Director Krennic. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, okay. Yeah, it was a little bit interesting, but. Okay. What other organizations are you a part of other than the 501st? Uh, so I'm part of uh, the Rebel Legion. That's like the sister group to the 501st. Basically the good guys. 501st is just all the bad guys. Nice. And I'm part of some other just cosplay Star Wars groups like Jedi Order in Japan. Like I kind of troop with them sometimes down in Nagoya. It's called trooping. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, yeah, if we go out and to an event, we just call it trooping. So if um if you're just a beginner in this and you you don't know how to do anything, 
where do you say that the, they should start with the, if they really want to get into Star Wars costuming or just cosplay in general, specifically Star Wars, I, that's what I care about. But I mean, where do they start at? Well, depends on what quality range they want to make. If they want to just make a basic costume, then just go ahead and try to make your own. Uh, if you want a more high grade, like movie quality or high end cosplay costume, then I'd say try to join a Facebook group or try to contact your local 501st garrison and they'll be able to help you with that. Even if you're a complete knucklehead like me and you can't make anything with your hands? Yep, just like you. It's I like, think we've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think, okay. uh, what do you think, what do you think next for you guys? Yeah, what, what, what's your next uh, troop? Uh, with COVID-19, there's nothing at the moment. Like they've, they've done like a online video thing, but I didn't really join that. I was going to ask, uh, what, what uh, costume are you most proud of? What costume I'm most proud of uh, so far? It would have to be my Volvo Mon. So it's like a werewolf Jedi. He was from like the Clone Wars, the 2D animation one. Yeah. And like I literally made stilts for that. It's like got five points of articulation. So like the toes bend, the ankle bends. And it basically looks like a werewolf leg. And I made that costume 100% myself. Oh my God. That's wild. And, and it got approved for the Rebel Legion too. So it's high quality. Awesome. So in the beginning, you bought a kit and you put the kit together. And then that's how you made your first Stormtrooper um, costume. But yes. now you're at the point where you're not buying kits anymore. You're making the costumes from uh, scratch? Yeah, basically from scratch, like 3D printing. That's like the more, uh, if I need armor or something, I kind of go 3D printing. Or if I need like a prop, like a lightsaber or a blaster or something, then 3D printing is the way to go. But like at the beginning, or with most other armored kits, like uh, say your Stormtroopers, your Death Troopers, basically anything with armor like Darth Vader, you're going to end up buying a kit from a maker. Wow. Is that expensive? Yeah, it can, like a Stormtrooper can cost from six to $700 US. Jesus. What? That's expensive. Yeah. And that's not including the blaster or the holster. That's just for the basic kit. You still need to buy the boots, the gloves. What's the most expensive kit you've seen somebody who's not a millionaire make, you know, just like one of the troopers that go out with you? The most expensive? Uh, yeah. Probably that I've been with personally, probably around uh, $5,000. What was it? Uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. He's the most expensive, huh? Maybe some people spent more. Like Kylo Ren, I spent like probably 3000 when I first made it, but I had to change and upgrade parts because it wears over time because it's fabric. And if you add everything up, it kind of adds up to like five, $6,000. What would you say is the most expensive piece in the whole Kylo Ren uh, costume? Well, the lightsaber, of course, because it's all electronics. Like, you make those uh, yourself, right? I make the blades myself and I've sold them overseas to many Kylo Rens, but um, yeah, the hilt I don't make. I get them, other people can make them for me and I buy them. Like one hilt I bought for $1,000. Whoa. 
and then I didn't want it anymore, and then I resold it for $2,000. So Whoa. the prices of some items are very expensive, depending on the quality as well. So I'm guessing it ranges in quality, like from like what you see in toy stores to what you see like at Comic-Con. Like there must be like a big gap, isn't Is that where the, is that so where- So you know the Black Series lightsabers? Sure. So the size of them are like insanely huge, but like a high-end lightsaber, it will be like screen accurate size. Mm. And then it will be able to install electronics in it and it will all be like aluminum or have like brass parts. So like all really accurate to like the actual movie or even past accurate from the movie. So the price gets pretty high. Johnny, you had something? Yeah, um, it's kind of uh, on topic, but uh, off topic. Um, there are so many different characters in the Star Wars universe. I mean, there's from Ewoks to Wookiees to Leia's to whatever. Um, which character, would, if you were gonna go to a cosplay thing, you're gonna dress up, which character would get you laid the most? Would it be Boba Fett? <laughs> it's gotta Han be Solo, Boba man. Fett, right? It's gotta be Han Solo, dude. Han Solo. Well, if you don't get the look, you know, I'm a little bit overweight. I'm short. If I did a Han Solo, somebody would be like, uh, yeah, Joe Pesci's here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, it depends on the person. It depends on the person? Okay, all right. Like, like, like say, like, I could rock up as Dr. Everson, you know, the guy who's got like the, kind of like, he was in the cantina scene and he's like, I don't like you. And he yeah. doesn't like you either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy... He always gets I wore that costume and some people really some people really like that costume. So it's like in the Star Wars universe, you have no idea. Man, messing around with that guy is like messing around with the Toxic Crusader. <laughs> he's got his eye hanging down, right? He's wanted on 12 systems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say everybody knows the obvious answer to that question is Admiral Admiral Akbar. Uh, oh yeah, he's a, a he's trap. a very popular character. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he, hey man he's still a beloved character yeah. he died how about, how about, how about uh, I don't know, R2-D2 man R2-D2. oh yeah there's, there's a great R2-D2 here in Tokyo and yeah. he makes all of his parts he's a, literally an engineer and he's helped me with some of my projects too like I made a comlink from Rebel Star Wars all made out of metal and he helped me make that and basically he made a BB-8 as well and it's like all aluminium. So like all the parts are just insane. And like he goes to Tokyo Comic Con and some other events. So maybe you can see him in Japan. And he just stands back. He has two controllers sitting in his hoodie and he just sits in the back of the crowd. So no one knows who's controlling RDD2. And he just makes that character alive. That is awesome. I love that. that. I love that. I've seen it. I've seen it live. I and mean, I saw it back in 2008 and then I saw it at the last Comic-Con, or the one but, before that. Two yeah, the one before. He wasn't there last year. Yeah, it's two, two Comic-Cons ago. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azubujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. 
That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, Got Fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right, Got Fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's you, liquor. Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about $2,000 n each, about $20, bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is. T H E S P I L T I N K dot com. The spilled ink dot com. Proper. Are you at Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. At Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each. And they're worth so much more. These, are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're going to love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So, faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're gonna get your fade on, you gotta get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. 
This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Pomade. This stuff is a man's pomade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Pomade. Get your bait on in style. Papa. How about the, is, is, is this BB-8 able to, like, move around and, like, you know, kind of, like, accurate? Yeah, it's, like, it's just like... Even, the even in the movie... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's... Oh, no. It's, it's not, like... Because in the movie, they, they use the puppet version. So the one that rolls really fast and bounces, that's the puppet. Yeah. So yeah. the one you see on stage, like, when they're doing the advertisements for, like, the, the premiere, they have the BB-8 on stage. So his is similar to that. Oh, wow. That's still impressive, though. Yeah. So one of our guests... Um, a couple shows back he was also here to talk about star wars mr jimmy mack he brought on a baby yoda which was awesome yeah and now there's there's a there's another character in in the last in the last film uh, the rise of skywalker called babu frick have you ever tried to make anything like those little tiny like smaller characters that you could carry around with you like with your uh with your mandalorian i didn't talk about those last year movies <laughs> I, I don't make any of those small little characters. Like maybe for my Doctor Everson costume, I was thinking of making a baby Pondababa. All right. You know the friend that he has his arm cut off. I was gonna make one of those, and I had a friend who made them, but in the end, I was just like, oh, I don't see the point. So. Right, right. Have you have you thought about making a character mask like Pondababa, like that kind of a detailed character? You kind of go with the human ones, right? Oh, no, no, I'm making an alien costume at the moment. Uh, Ambo, the bounty hunter, he's from like the Clone Wars. So he's the guy with the big disc hat and he throws it like a frisbee. And, he's, and it's like Captain America's shield, basically. All oh, right. So he's got an alien face. Right, right. So can you explain like what's going to, what's going to happen in that costume and what you're working on? Uh, so I finished making the armor plates. So it's kind of like a... Uh, separated plates attached to a bigger plate and it's kind of like goes over the chest with two leather straps so i finished that and then his skirt is like a big leather hide like from like a buffalo mm -hmm. and then he's got a big crossbow which i've made i got someone to make out of wood for me and like it unfolds so it's like chewbacca's crossbow basically the bowcaster right and then I've got to make his mask and it's got like a respirator. So I'm ha having the mask made with silicon or latex, I haven't decided yet. And then the uh, respirator and some other parts are being 3D printed. Who makes yeah, the so mold for the mask? Uh, so there's a number of mask makers and if you contact them, they'll be able to make you a custom mask. But of course, the price is a little bit higher because it's custom. So. But if you want to make a good costume, then if you're not good at making some parts, it's better to search for a maker that's professionally good at it. Do you ever wear the costumes like around your house? Like if you're just like watching TV, you're like, ah, fuck man, I'm gonna be Bubba Fett. You just put on the Bubba Fett costume and just like watch TV or something, or I don't know, go to like the local like I don't know, liquor store or something, dress as a stormtrooper or something, or <laughs> you know, just for yeah. shits and giggles. I, I did try to do TikTok in my costumes. But it, I, I just couldn't do it. It's just like, it's just too hot. 
and it's just like I don't see the point of doing the videos and stuff like that. So I, I find it more fun going out and being a character with people, interacting with people, like online or just doing it at home. I don't really see the point, but I, I enjoy that intimacy with people, making them smile or making them scared. Yeah, dude, you that's what makes it exciting. I'm sure, I'm sure, but you could do some amazing TikToks, right? You could do some like maybe YouTube videos where it's just like, you know, you're, um, I don't know, Darth Maul and you're like making eggs. Like, hi, I'm Darth Maul and welcome to my kitchen. And this is what we're going to do today. We're going to make eggs, scrambled eggs, the Darth Maul style, you know, or something fun like that or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some people that do that, but I don't know. I, I like being the person behind the mask kind of thing. I'm sure. But you could get really into it. Like, oh, we're going to make a cake just like this. It's going to be a double decker and da 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 and just get really into the detail. But the cool thing is, you're Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I could start doing that because now, like, I don't have any connection with Disney. So I'm more able to do those things now. How... Like, how much freedom do you have right now since you're not a part of Disney? Well, I, when I worked for them, I had signed like an NDA. So basically, when I was in my Kylo costume, I was only able to take photos with basically uh, 501st group and their activities. And if another company approached me, I would have to reject their photos. So like, say I was at Comic-Con and one uh, business was like, oh, can you advertise with us? And I was just like, sorry, I can't. But now that I'm not with them anymore, I can do anything with my costume. So, dude, I'm telling you, YouTube, man, it's a gold mine. Yeah. And, and didn't, you, oh, sorry, man. And didn't you say earlier, like, uh, when you're doing like Kylo Ren and whatnot, and when you're with the Five O First, you said you had to like stay in character at all times. Oh, yeah, we try to stay in character most of the time, but like if a kid gets scared, if we're working just with like a standard event, then we will be able to take off our helmets and consolidate the child so they're not crying. But most of the time, we try to keep in character and keep our helmets on. Okay. But then if we're working for LFL, which is like uh, Lucasfilm and Disney, then we've got a lot more stricter rules. Okay. So is your costuming, is that a family thing or is that just a solo thing that you do by yourself? That's a solo thing. All right. So what's next for you guys? What are you going to do? Uh, I know that right now it's COVID-19, but what's the plan uh, going forward? Are you going to do more Comic-Cons if they still have them or are you going to do more? Oh, yeah. I, I attend every Tokyo Comic-Con. So if I'm not, if I'm not joining if I were first at the event, I'll still be there in costume. Oh, that's awesome. All right, I got to ask, how many lightsabers do you have? Oh, my uh, Like I thought before, maybe around eight. Eight. Oh, what's your favorite? Or more. Um, uh, I really like Mace Windows. Mm. And, uh, and I've, got, I've got a version where I can switch out this special button where he had like bad motherfucker on there. Like he had it etched into his hilt. Can we see Wait, it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I can go get it if you want to see it. I would love to see it. I want to see it. For all yeah, you Patreon yeah, people, <laughs> this, this video, we're doing video right now. So for everybody that's uh, listening to this, go down to Patreon, pay for the Patreon, and you can watch the video where you can see some of these costumes. Dude, if you could show us some of your costumes, that'd be fantastic. Oh, he took off the headphones. Okay, he can't hear us. All right. We're going to see a lightsaber next. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say though, but like, isn't isn't that official though? I think uh, like I think some of the production crew when Samuel L. Jack L. L. Jackson got to 
uh, cast to play Mace Windu, like, you know, some of the production crew were, like, big fans of him, so they gave him, like, the official, like, his official lightsaber actually did say bad motherfucker on it. That's, that's like, accurate. Obviously, okay. they couldn't show that in the films, but, you know, so we'd ha have his hand on it to be covered, but I think that's actually official. Dude, you guys are going to kill me, but we have 10 minutes left. I don't know oh, why. Oh, no. We have just enough time, James, just to see a couple of things and stuff, dude. I'm so sorry about this. Technology is a motherfucker. It yeah, is. so this is it. Whoa. That's cool, man. Dude, all people can see it. It's not installed yet, so yeah, I still got to do the installation. But I've got like two of them. So, like, one's uh, a less accurate version, but this is like screen accurate to the show. So, those are like $1,000? Yeah, after they're installed. Like, maybe this one would range from around 800 Oh, just an eight hundred dollar one, and then I've got like uh, Kanan's as well from uh, Rebels. Oh shit, that's cool. And does it come apart? Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, that's Kanan's lightsaber came apart. Ah, oh, very cool. Nice. Oh, that's so sweet, dude. That's so incredible. It's Sounds all aluminium, so it's all strong. Since we only got a few minutes left. Do you, do you have access to show us that uh, wolf, werewolf mask? Uh, no, actually, I've got photos I can send to you guys, but I actually put it in my storage because that okay. costume's really hot to wear, and I wore it last Comic-Con, so I'm not going to wear it again for a while. Yeah, yeah. You have the okay. Sand People one. Uh, do you still have that one around you? You showed yeah, us earlier. Yeah. So this is my Tuscan Jedi. Ah. Oh. So he's actually got a ponytail. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, that's awesome. That's and then so I actually have his lightsaber here too. So this is his lightsaber. Whoa. So the Tuscan Jedi, tell us a little bit of background on that character. Uh, so he's a comic book character and he basically was, uh, his dad was a Tuscan Jedi before him and he fought with, uh, basically, he kind of turned to the dark side after like a while and he fought with Obi-Wan. And then later on, he turned into like a Sith Lord or whatever. whatever. Yeah. It's got a long story. What's his name? Uh, Asha Heth. Oh, no shit. Is that from the lightsaber itself? Oh, it is a lightsaber. Dude, look cool. at it. Wow. Right, the settings aren't good for the minute. Oh, that's dope. It's got the sound effects too. That's awesome. I, I, okay. I, I, I'm starting to see why maybe that's actually worth a thousand bucks. And then I've got the uh, dark saber too. So uh, oh, this is uh, the Rebels version, but it's basically the same as the one in Mandalorian. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my God, I'm blown away. Oh, no shit, man. Okay, okay. I, I balked a little bit at first about, you know, you saying that these are $1,000. Now that I've seen you turn them on and play with them, like if I had the money, I would definitely buy, you know, 10 of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding, I right? Try, I tried to yeah. make them myself so I get a lot cheaper than those yeah. prices. So you actually made those? Uh, yeah, for the duck saber, I made the blade myself. Jesus. I ordered from China. That's and amazing. I did all the electronics myself as well. So it's a lot oh cheaper. 
All right, what's next? What is like the next costume that you want to complete? Well, I just finished uh, Pre Vizsla. So he's the guy who had the, basically the dark saber in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and he was a Mandalorian. So he had the jetpack and everything. Actually I got the jetpack right here. You got the jetpack right there. Oh my Sweet. God, he's got the jetpack right there, Faders. He's got the jetpack with him. Yes. Look at that. Oh. That goes on my back. Oh my God, that's insane. Can you imagine wearing that on a train and just like, and I've got like Jedi clone armor too? Wow, nice. that's the chest piece, right? Yeah, it's for my Mace Windu costume. Yeah, I know. I'm white and I'm doing Mace Windu. Yeah, oh. he actually has his helmet. I've got that bit here too. I'll just cool. grab it. Yeah, grab it, grab it. We've got five minutes. Don't worry about it. Time, <laughs> we got just enough yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, he's already gone for it, man. Yeah. Mace Windu's helmet. That's cool. I'd wear that every day. It's got the purple markings on it and stuff like that. If for you know, for the audio people, it's got the little wing on top. Looks awesome. Oh yeah, so it's that. like the phase one stormtrooper helmet. I want to drive around my oh, Harley. Stormtrooper helmet, I mean. <laughs> dude, you dude, fucking Jeremy, you should ride your Harley with that. That should be your new helmet. <laughs> that should be my new helmet, man. Yeah. Well, why not, man? I'm going <laughs> dude, on road trip. If I had all the fucking cool shit this did, all the fucking cool toys, I'd be wanting to show it off too, man. I don't blame this guy. He's like, oh, yeah, check this out, dude. Well, I, I just have it here yeah. because they're the costumes I'm literally working on right now. So Okay. Okay. That's still cool. I, I still usually leave cool. my stuff out that I work on so I can okay, okay. keep doing wow. it, if you know what I mean. What is the easiest costume to make? Would it be a Jawa? Uh, if you want to join the fire first, yeah, the Jawas are probably the easiest, but it's like, who wants to be a six foot Jawa, if you know what I mean? I, I'm not yeah, six that's feet. That's a Jawa no one likes. <laughs> yeah, it's like tall, tall Jawa. Like in, in the Five of we've got a lot of the short Japanese girls who do the Jawas and they look actually pretty good. Nice. Yeah. J Jeremy, you had a question? Uh, yeah, I was gonna ask him, what does his wife think about his hobby? What, you're married? I'm <laughs> joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? It happens to us sometimes. She hopes I sell all my costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does your wife dress up too? Is she Princess Leia or something? No, she doesn't wear anything. She doesn't wear anything? No. Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's his thing. That's his hobby. And uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm married too. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all of us are, but like, uh, she, she's at least seen Star Wars, so she, you know, she knows what you're doing, right? Yeah, she, she watches the movies and she enjoys watching it, but for like cosplay, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just gonna say because like my, my wife's never seen like Star Wars, like any of it. I, sh I showed her like you know some bandy video that I thought was cool, like with of a lightsaber fight and, fight, and she's like, "What's that? I don't get it." I was like, "It's Star Wars." She's like, "Oh, I've heard of that. I've never seen it." I'm like, "What?" See, I educated my wife, dude. Like when when Han Solo, when Solo came out, we saw Solo. When Rogue One came out, we saw Rogue One. But she doesn't have the time to watch all the movies because there's so many now. But she's seen a couple of the essential ones. Oh no, I see you have like a uh, biker scout in your back. Yeah, I got some stuff. I got some stuff. I got a couple things. 
Yeah, I got a couple of these. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah. painted. That's awesome. Yeah, it's painted. I, I basically only collect like the costumes I make. Nice. Oh shit! Uh, so dude, you got, got this fabulous thing. Oh, that's pretty sweet, dude. All right, we've got less than a minute before they kick us off fucking Zoom. Fuck you, Zoom. Um, yeah, so, James, we're going to have to get you back on the show for part two. So this is just basically part one. We had 40 minutes of, like, just pure balls-to-the-wall entertainment, and I'm looking forward to the second side of the force. Mm-hmm. Second wave. Okay, I guess that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I'll do the yeah second wave, whenever that is. Yeah, I'm going to do I'll the ending you. and post. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. James, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, no yeah thanks. It was a blast. Yeah, all right. So I don't know what's going to happen. I, do, do they kick us off or does it just stop uh, recording? I don't know. Stop recording. It just stops recording? All right, yeah. fuck it. God damn it, dude. It, it took me fucking forever just to get Zoom working. And now that it's working, it's just like, oh, this is the first version. It's not the version that you paid for. But I, I already paid for it. So basically, we shouldn't have this problem. But anyway, James, thank you so much for being such a sport, dude, doing this two times. But, I, you know, the first time was kind of yeah. like a warm-up, you know? I mean, yeah. we're kind of talking over each other a little bit and this and that and stuff. You know, we're kind of getting our questions straight. The second one, dude, was super smooth, man. I mean, yeah. seriously, it was great. I want to say thanks to you to everybody. I think everybody did, did a great job. Super happy to be here. Awesome. Okay, now that I guess that we're not talking. Or no, wait, wait, no, no, no. We're, we're recording, man. It's like a little recording, like man. Less than a minute. It says less than a minute on mine. Like I think we got like five seconds. Okay. Yeah. Hey, James. Seriously, which character really gets laid? It's got to be Princess Leia, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Slave Leia costume, I guess. Wow. Oh, Slave Leia, that's right. Oh, God. You think Jabba gets laid? <laughs> oh, faders, did you just hear that? That was the sound of Johnny kicking the dog shit out of Zoom. I am through with Zoom. I'm at the end of my rope. Man, Zoom fucking sucks. I swear to God. <clears throat> We've had so many problems using Zoom, and this is just basically the last straw. I mean, dude, we recorded this episode twice. Twice. But Zoom let us down because we couldn't log into Zoom. We tried multiple accounts. We tried a million times. And then finally, when we were able to log into an account to record this episode, it only gave us 40 minutes to record. But Donnie, everybody uses Zoom. That's how we do our homework and we connect everybody. Yo, fuck you, dog. Fucking Zoom sucks, man. I, I think I'm going to go back to Skype. But, Donnie, if you use Skype, nobody's going to be able to podcast with you. Well, then, fine. We're done with interviews. We're going to do a normal show where it's just me, Tom, and somebody else, one of our other friends, and we're just going to get so incredibly faded off of Japanese beers and local beers and IPAs and sake, whiskey, tequila, gin, whatever. We're going to go old school fading, and then we're going to read the news. I mean, that's what the show was built on, and that's how it's going to continue. But, um... It's fun doing these interviews, but God damn it, is it so incredibly stressful when you work really hard to put one of these interviews together and then technology just fails you. It fails you. It's like the dark side of the force. You know, they, they somehow invaded this episode and, and basically they worked their fingers into the podcast and they sabotaged us any which way they could. But regardless, you know, they tried, but we still kicked some ass and stuff. I thought the podcast was pretty good. Um, The interview was absolutely spectacular. And Faders, uh, on a side note... <clears throat> This is 
episode one because we are going to do a follow-up episode, episode number two, and that is going to be incredible. It's going to be after the coronavirus situation, and we're going to go to James's place, and we're all going to put on costumes, and we're going to do the episode in character. So Tom is obviously going to be... Uh, okay, all right, let's be honest. He's going to be Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> He's going to be Jabba the Hutt. Uh, let's see. Who would I be? Who would I be? I, I want to be a Jawa. I want to be a Jawa. Jeremy would probably be Boba Fett, and, and I don't know what James would be. James has got every costume under the sun, so he could be any character he wants, but we're all going to get into costumes, and we're going to be in character, and we're going to do an episode, and that is going to be fun as fuck. Oh, man, can't wait for that, Jazz. That's going to be great. And uh, speaking of great, Faders, uh, we do have video from this episode. So if you go onto the Patreon page, if you pay us $5, which is about the it's about the cost of a beer or a cup of coffee these days, $5 is nothing. But if you go to the Patreon, you can see the video and you can see some of James's costumes and his lightsabers and a lot of cool stuff. And uh, we also have tons of other stuff on Patreon. So if you sign up for the Patreon, it helps us continue with an incredible show for you. And um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I know, man, times are tight. Tom just got fired from his job again. And uh, yeah, and um, I'm just doing what I can to survive. And we all are. So we all know, we understand that uh, times are tight. So if you don't have $5 to pay every month, hey, yo, it's totally cool. We still got mad love and respect for you. But then if you can do us a solid, go down to the iTunes page, give us a five-star review and write something groovy. That really helps us out. And if you want a little bit more sugar, a little more sugar in your coffee, you can go down to the Facebook page and the Instagram page. That's completely free. Sign up, check in, log in, do all that shit or whatever. Go to the Got Fitted Japan page, hashtag Got Fitted Japan. Go there and stuff and check out our daily comedy shit that we got up there. It's all Japanese-based and it's all hilarious and educational and funny. And there's a lot of booze stuff involved. Uh, we do beer beer reviews. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> this podcast is officially over. <laughs> yes, we do beer reviews and all sorts of other booze-related stuff. So go down to the Facebook and Instagram page. Support us there. We also got Twitter, but we don't really fuck with Twitter all that much because it's just too much work. Oh, my God. Oh, my hobby has become my full-time job. Oh, it's a curse that I love. Oh, it's like an evil addiction. <laughs> it's great. Oh, man, it's an addiction that I can't kick, and uh, neither can you because you're still listening to it. <laughs> All right, faders, thank you very much for tuning in to this very, very special episode of Got Fitted Japan. James, thank you so much for being on the show. It's fucking awesome chilling with you. And um, yeah, faders, we will see you soon, probably in two days. <laughs> Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Will you wait till mom finds out, buddy? I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> Out of the pressure! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! Are you sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.